That was Janet Jackson's Doesn't Really Matter, a number one hit for her back in 2000. Hi, my name is James Rodriguez Horton, the host of The Original Doll. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it. We go behind the scenes and learn about what goes on to make these moments in pop culture history. And at the same time, we give back to charity. So for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to those in need. We are able to help out women in domestic abuse shelters, their children. We're able to help out homeless LGBT plus teens and more. For more information, visit me at www. .com. Now, as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. If you do in fact see any of these leaked, please report it to the webmaster. But today's guest is celebrity stylist Wayne Lucas, who's worked with Tina Turner, Janet Jackson, and so many others. And today we're going to talk about his work on Janet Jackson's Doesn't Really Matter. And I'll be giving you some information and background about the success of Doesn't Really Matter. We're going to get right to this. My name is James Rodriguez Horton, and this is The Original Doll. The Rewinding back to May 22, 2000, about 20 radio stations in the United States, including uh, Chicago radio station, San Francisco and LA, which those just so happened to be three of the four largest radio markets in the US, had leaked, played earlier than the release date, doesn't really matter, okay? And Jimmy Jam, one of the producers of Jam and Lewis, who worked on Doesn't Really Matter, was asked by MTV about that. And this was from June of 2000. The article says, when radio stations began playing Janet Jackson's Doesn't Really Matter before its official release last week, producer Jimmy Jam had mixed feelings. Quote unquote, you like to have a game plan so you can build a song or you can build a single up the way you want to. On the other hand, the fact that radio was so eager to play it was wonderful. Now, many people may say leaks help or hurt. And I truly have seen it's a case-by-case case level, but there's so much marketing and press, and they pay to have this ad in this magazine. They pay to have this. The other thing, too, is oftentimes in my research with Janet Jackson and Britney Spears, there is a clear-cut path going, we're releasing it on this day, we're letting people know so that no one else is releasing something on that day so we can get all the focus in there. Because what you don't want to do is if you have Artist A, Artist B, and Artist C that are all releasing songs in May... You don't want to overwhelm radio and make them compete against each other. So there are often different times. And with Paxton Gaia, radio expert, radio programmer, 
he talks about like at the beginning of the year, right after Christmas, a lot of those radio station playlists, they just keep them the way it is from before Christmas because you're not trying to promote any songs or anything during that time when holiday hits are still picking up. I mean, you look and see Mariah Carey still has a number one song for All I Want for Christmas is You, you know, within January, the first or second week of it. So that's something to keep in mind. The other thing is we learned the fact that the song Doesn't Really Matter, which was included on the Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack, which starred Janet Jackson and Eddie Murphy, there was a whole discussion about will Janet Jackson add a song or not. Well, in April of 2000, you know, just a matter of weeks and weeks before the leak happened on radio, the movie's director, the Nutty Professor 2 director, Peter Segal, brought a rough cut of the film to Flight Time, where Janet Jackson was working on the album that would ultimately be called All For You. The MTV article continues, and he said, Now that you've seen the film, if you'd like to do a song, that would be great, Jimmy Jam said about the director. Now, Siegel gave them a May 15th deadline. And on May 12th, Janet Jackson came to Jimmy Jam with three songs, including Doesn't Really Matter. It lyrically goes along with her character in the film, Jimmy Jam said. Jackson plays Denise, who falls in love with Murphy's obese character, Sherman Klump. The song is about what's inside that counts. You'd think it would be funny when you hear that Janet and Klump have a relationship, but they make it believable. And he said in the song, it's a return to Jackson's more melodic pop side and a departure from her more groove-based The Velvet Rope. If you've caught on radio, you might not have heard Jam and Lewis's final mix. Jimmy Jam said the version that he heard on the radio hadn't even been the remastered version, which just happened a couple weeks before. And he also said, and this is what I found in my research, many radio stations were doing their own edits of the song. Jimmy Jam said, well, you know, it's wonderful because radio is excited about it. And radio was excited about it. Janet Jackson has seen success in those upbeat songs from Runaway to Escapade. All of those songs, doesn't really matter, brought her back to that side, like this MTV article mentions. But I wanted to point this out because with the leak, this is what ultimately ended up happening for Doesn't Really Matter. In the UK, it is silver certified with sales over 200,000 copies. In the US, gold for over, you know, 500,000 copies. In the, on the Billboard Hot 100, it would be number one for three weeks. And ultimately, doesn't really matter as one of Janet Jackson's 10 number one hits on the Hot 100. Now, the soundtrack single would chart on 14 different charts in the US, including, and many people don't know this, it was number one on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Single Sales Chart. And that was one of Janet's seven number one songs on there. And it was number one on that chart for three weeks as well. Now, internationally, and that's something that we talk about, and specifically I talk about on Twitter at James Rodriguez and TikTok at the James Rodriguez, is... Many people have this theory that Janet Jackson is not a global artist, hasn't had success. And in video after video, I've proven that not to be the case. Now, the song Doesn't Really Matter would go on to appear on over 26 different charts globally. And it was top two on different charts in the UK, Canada, and Poland. Now, this is what makes it even more interesting. This also was a making the video for the MTV era that TRL was on. Janet Jackson would go in July uh, to promote The Nutty Professor and Doesn't Really Matter, things like that, with Carson Daly on TRL. What's amazing is at that time, she talked about she had just seen Britney Spears' show days prior to her appearance um, on TRL. 
And the thing is, there's Janet Jackson almost 20 years into her recording career, and she is still releasing songs that would go on to be number one and dance and just so much fun, along with all of these other artists who have talked about looking up to her, including the original doll, Britney Spears. So we're going to get now to the video and discussing this with with our lovely, lovely guest celebrity stylist, Wayne Lucas. And I wanted to point out the success of this because I talk about the the sonics, the movement, the everything, the visuals. So now you have the behind the scenes, the fact that it was a hit, the fact of where it came from. Now we're going to talk about the visuals. And here's our guest, Wayne Lucas. And a big shout out to our Patreon patrons. Thank you so much for everything you do. Everyone else, visit me at www.theoriginaldoll.com. For as little as a dollar a month, you're able to help keep The Original Doll with James Rodriguez up and running. Thank you so much. And once again, audio recording, ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. Now, here's Wayne Lucas. I love being able to ask people these questions because a lot of people don't realize how much actually goes on behind the scenes. So much. Like there's production meetings and everything. I want to go through these different projects, kind of photo shoots, appearances and stuff. And what I'm going to do is ultimately split them up into these mini episodes so they can kind of shine a light on their own. So like talking about 24 play would be its own thing. Talking about this one will be its own kind of thing. So what I want to do is, first of all, you know, thank you for for being here because every question you answer, we get items donated to charity. So we help out domestic abuse shelters. I love that homeless LGBT plus teens, sick children, and more. So thank you, you know, Wayne Scott Lucas. And what do you prefer? The all three names thrown at you? What 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 do you prefer? Call me call me whatever you want as long as you call me. <laughs> um, you know, I'm Wayne Lucas. I mean, people use Wayne Scott Lucas for credits because of TV and stuff, but I'm just Wayne Lucas. Okay, my mother perfect. calls me Wayne, my mother calls me Wayne Scotty. My father calls me Scotty. I'm but I'm Wayne Lucas. There you go, Wayne Lucas. There you go. Perfect. Let's let's go ahead and start. What I want to do is talk about these different projects because I think what has been great is so many people are relearning and reloving things about Janet Jackson. Yeah, very important. I think that you you helped create such a partnership with her that many of us go, wow, it's this look, it's iconic because I think Janet Jackson is one of those few superstars of any media where I always think of the look, the sound, the movement, all yeah. of those at once. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about and that. What's missing, what's missing lately is her teams aren't connecting those three things on all these new songs. And I think what the fans are missing is the look, the sound, the movement, because it became a moment. Every song became a moment that you never forgot. And now they're putting out music that doesn't always go with the sound, and then the clothes don't always go with the look, and then the mood... It's a missing link. I don't know if it's too many people on the team or no one like me that's a bitch that says, absolutely not, you're not wearing that. You need someone <laughs> like that. Well, and that's one of those things when I was watching, and we'll talk about this project right off the bat. When I was watching the making the video for Doesn't Really Matter, what uh-huh. was great is Janet was saying like, you know what to do, you know what works. And then you were explaining to like the audience like, I you don't just pull up with one outfit. You don't just pull yeah. up with one thing. Hello. So how much time in a situation like let's say doesn't really matter, how much time do you get notified right away? Hey, you're going to be working on this video. And then how much time do you actually have to curate and cultivate options for her? Because this was the video was filmed in June of 2000, 22 years all ago. The, all the really, I'm that mm-hmm. old. 
I felt old then and gay, old and gay. All the things, all <laughs> the things. Hello. <laughs> all the you look great. All the things you've loved, all the things you've watched, and and the the, the videos you've worshipped and danced to, they take so much time and so much planning. I don't know if it's the same now with her, but those videos back then were like, you know, I didn't do Scream, but Scream and the productions. It was like videos would cost like four and five and ten million dollars to do a video. And we were we we were once the most expensive video for what's it gonna be with Buster Rhymes. That was like the most expensive video was in the Guinness Book of World Records. But for doesn't really matter. That was nutty, 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 right? Yep. I always I always mix it up with all for you. For doesn't really matter, that you would I'd get a call maybe. I was with Janet every day those years. Like we've been together 31 years or 32 years. And back then I was with her almost every day shooting something or doing a TV interview or a show. So I wouldn't even need to get a call. All I would do is be with her and she'd say, Lucas, we're doing a video next week. Can you do it? Or Lucas, in two weeks, there's a video coming. So I would usually hear about six weeks out that there was a video coming. But back then... We were doing so many videos back to back and then we were doing MTV icon and then we were doing a photo shoot for the album cover. And then we we're doing, so the production, you were every day in Janet world, your brain was there. And the most important thing is I never wanted Christina or Brittany or anybody to have the same thing that Janet had on because they were the Madonna, Brittany and Christina were the three people out all the time back then. And I had to make sure that Janet always looked unique and always looked different. So I wouldn't buy off the rack. I would shop it, cut it up and put it back together. That's why all the clothes always looked so unique back then, because you couldn't just get it off the rack. And then Christina couldn't buy the same top and Brittany couldn't buy the same thing. So I'd get a call six weeks out and I'd be on something else, but I would immediately have to stop. And Janet would say, what do you think the idea should be? And for doesn't really matter it became the hirajuku girls you know the ones in japan that wear all the crazy oh, colored yeah. clothes and all the wild stuff and we did that way before i think i told you this gwen stefani and her hirajuku girls we did it first we did it but we didn't we didn't run around and get all the press and didn't give everybody slanty eyes to be so bigoty and disrespectful we just did a nod to the hirajuku girls and um, that's how I dressed Kelly and Jenna and Faith and all the girls. And what I did was Janet would call me and then I would immediately start sketching and getting ideas. The problem with that video was there were so many breakdowns that Joseph Kahn had planned and so many different looks, a club look, a, a dancing look, that look on the gimbal that actually really moved. I mean, that thing really was moving. So we had to cut holes into the clothes to get the get the cables in the back they were attached with these big you know cable locks in the back and the girls were actually dancing down these these mountains but we'd start about six weeks out and i would start sketching and i would get ideas and then janet would say yes or no and remember none of these kids that talk nowadays that make comments understand that we didn't have cell phones back then we maybe had one phone that you could text with 20 punches on one letter to get the letter a everything had to be fedex yeah Everything had to be FedExed or faxed. So I would draw a picture. I couldn't just take a picture of it and then 
text it like you guys do. I would draw a picture and have to put it in an envelope and FedEx it to Janet overnight, or I'd have to put it in a fax machine and hope she got it. So everything took longer because we didn't have the technology we have now. Even with computers and emails, you, you'd have to go to a special place to scan the photo. You couldn't just scan it at your house. Even in a fax machine, they didn't have scanners back then. So I would send the pictures to Janet. She'd call me when she got the package. We'd talk again. Then I'd go out shopping and I'd buy the fabric. Then I'd have to send Janet the fabric in LA. She'd pick the fabric she liked. She'd send the fabric back. I mean, and this is how you built those things. And then for doesn't really matter, I flew out and we had uh, a bunch of hotel rooms in the rehearsal space. And I had racks and racks and racks of clothes. I have some pictures. I just sold some pictures to some fans of the fittings. And you just go through uh, my processes, hours and hours of fittings until you get what's right. So I overpull, I overstyle, I over get looks together. And then maybe Jenna gets five choices and Kelly gets 10 choices and, you know, Faith gets this many choices and Michelle gets this. And then by the end, I have to go to Jenna and Seanette. I think it was Seanette. Yeah, Seanette and Marty. Marty Kaldu. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Seanette. And Seanette was the boss back then with Janet. And I had to present, you know, the Polaroids. And Janet and Seanette would sit for hours and Janet really cares what all the dancers wear. It's very important how they look. And she wants it to be quality and designer clothes and everything was like high end. And we they would pick and they'd say, not this, change the shoes, change the top. And the funny thing is no one knows, Janet always waited till the end to dress herself. So I would get everybody done. I'd have all these beautiful designer clothes and I'd be like, well, what are we gonna do with Janet? And then we'd have to start on Janet. But by that point, Janet had learned the dance. So remember, while I'm doing the clothes and the sketches and the FedEx thing, Janet is rehearsing and they're casting dancers. So the process of a video, you don't even get to the set for maybe seven, eight weeks from when you talk about it till you get to the set. Now, I'm doing clothes. Janet's doing choreography. Janet and Charnette are casting people. And at the same time, Joseph Kahn is now building these sets. Mm-hmm. So Joseph Kahn built all these sets of this Chinese anime world. The problem was when they got there, Joseph decided the sets weren't really working. And Janet didn't love what came up. So they we had to stop one whole day and pay everybody. And they tore the sets down to the ground. So all the costumes that I planned for those sets, originally, when the girls danced on the gimmel that moved... Mm-hmm. They were all in black and all the black had uh, lines like this. And the lines were monofilament thread that I had made in Japan. This is way before Brittany did it and Aliyah, everybody that's done it. And all the clothes lit up and they flashed to the beat of the music. So all the seams of the outfits flashed to the beat of the music. And Janet was going to originally dance in the coat that she wore to the MTV Awards in leather that everybody loves, that black skirt. Black that one. Big, mm-hmm. Yeah, that big goth, strong shoulders. That was as a dance outfit with the side slit open and black tight leg pants. And it had all these beautiful multicolor um lights in it so that when they danced to that big big ending the neon on the wall was flashing and the girls were all flashing and they canceled the outfits the day that joseph ripped down the set so i had to start all over with that final look so in la i had five seamstresses working and we were making clothes that's why janet's orange jacket with the pink top and the wide pants you can't find anywhere because we custom made it two days before the video I do know that initially, yeah, it was supposed to be like a three-day shoot. And on the third day when they were going to film the performance, they were like, just kidding, tear down this wall. It was a nightmare. And 
that top, that was a company that I found in New York, that sugar top. And I added those sleeves to match those pants. The pajamas were by Paul Frank. And you can still buy them, but she liked those little chimpanzees because you see the characters on the mirror there? Yep. So I had seen the set, so I found those Paul Frank pajamas. And then I custom made, if you notice Janet's fingernails have dollar bills on them, they're hundred dollar bills and the hundred dollar bills were real hundred dollar bills. And this was before I'm going to say it again, everybody before little Kim and everybody else did it. We manicured hundred dollar bills torn up onto Janet's fingernails. And I had to go to the treasury and get real torn up money because legally you can't tear up money. So it yep. wasn't like we had, um, we didn't use monopoly money. It's real. And Joe, we had this idea of oh, that shoe thing is great, but the Paul Frank pajamas. And then I made those platform, um, flip flop, uh slippers she wears with the pajamas and then i added those sleeves to match the paul frank pants for those pajamas and then that 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 those pajama bottoms sold out so fast after this video came out you can't even believe it see this is what's interesting too is when you learn about like all these tidbits and everything but the other thing too is <laughs> i think that we talk about like the movement of janet jackson is the clothing that you pick also has to have that movability for her like when she's doing these well, dance breaks and everything look, look how skin tight that jacket is i have gussets under the arms and gussets in the back so that when she lifts her arms like that and moves she can stretch because the one thing i cannot do for is those who don't know what a gusset is it's a little stretchy piece of fabric that matches the fabric. So when you lift your arm and you can lift it high and dance, because if I, the fail, everybody wants to be a stylist. They all think that they can do it, but the failure is you can put Janet in something fabulous, but if she can't do those moves in it, you lost and you'll get sent home. Now, the funny thing about these pants are I put Kelly in those really wide raver pants in the back, and then I put Janet in the wide raver pants. And when Janet saw the film come back, she thought that the pants were too wide on her. So they had to thin the video in those pants. And the director actually said that he wanted to charge me because I picked the wrong pants and Stop. I have no right. And it cost him money. And Janet said, oh, tell him to shut up. You know, so and then, you know, Jenna Dewan is, you know, that's the famous Jenna Dewan back there dancing. And she was just a lovely, sweet young girl back then. Who would have known she would have become Mrs. Channing Tatum and Mr. So-and-so and Mrs. So-and-so. Now she's mm -hmm. famous. But, well, you know, Kelly Kono, heaven. Jenna Dewan, heaven. That girl Faith back there, I hated. But the rest of the girls, I loved. <laughs> was, there, was there reasons why you didn't? Well, Faith, the girl Faith was new, and I think Seanette hired her, and she's in a Wonder Bread shirt. I loved her outfit, but she just, she just wasn't like kind of grateful to be there, and kind of had an attitude, and she was very difficult to dress. She didn't let you put the pins in; you couldn't. So, you know, and I'd been doing this about twenty-five years at that point, mm -hmm. so she was difficult. I had dressed everybody in the world, but she made the job a little hard. I got to be honest; she yes. was rough. But these what? outfits were these outfits were fit. There were five choices each girl, and then we got we came down to these. And I wanted the here as you go girls that looked young and fun, not the goth ones and not the ones that um, Gwen Stefani tried to do. I liked these girls that looked a little bit fun, a little cartoony, a little anime. And then this coat we had custom made out of this, uh, you know, faux fox fur. And then Body Worship made that beautiful bracelet. And he he took all these great nails and spikes and he hammered them down and made that great bracelet for her.
to drive in the car. Janet doesn't like to show her legs back then. So that's how come just so the fans know, that's why she went to the club wearing a long skirt when all the other girls had on the short flippy skirts. The thing with Janet always was you had to dress her based on what she liked and didn't like about her body at the time. And she never really liked her legs. So that was new. Seanette and Gil got her into wearing those short shorts and stuff on tour. And it never really was her thing. So when I was working with her all the time, you, if you'll notice, it was never legs. So let me ask you this, though, from the production side. So doesn't really matter was a specific. It was a soundtrack song. It wasn't part of her albums or anything like that. Is is there different people involved on that end where it's like, you know, this was for the Nutty Professor. Was there more like we need to we know we're going to incorporate, you know, snippets from the movie in here. Keep this in mind or don't have her. Where is there any of those things that ever come into play when you design somebody for you it know, happens, a soundtrack it, it happens a lot, but the most important thing is, and it's good for the fans to know this, Janet isn't just a talent, and I, and I don't have to kiss her butt. We're friends now, and I can just tell you what I feel. Mm-hmm. Janet is, 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 is an amazing talent, and what you have to know is she's whip smart. So no one's going to tell Janet something that she doesn't already know. And if she was in a movie and she'll remember her costume from a certain scene and she'll say, no, Lucas, we can't use these pants because they don't match the pants that are going to come in in this clip here. So Janet is whip smart. And at the same time, I said in her documentary, if you want to work for Janet, you better be on your game. The Mm -hmm. most important thing I'll remember from all my years of styling was I was always on my game with Janet because you really can fail her. And with the amount of money we were spending on videos back then and projects, there was no room for failure. So if you wanted to play at Janet's game, you played at the level that she played. And you know what? Janet catches everything. She doesn't miss a beat. She doesn't miss a mistake. She'll take the piss out of herself and laugh if she makes a mistake. Or she'll say, okay, let's try that again, Wayne. You know, it's never, she's never cruel. She's never mean. Maybe behind your back, she'll say, get rid of him. He failed. But She'll never, she's not a cruel person. She's one of the, one of the kindest clients that I've had over all these years of all the people I've dressed. Everything you can imagine about Janet that makes you do these shows and talk about her, everything you can imagine is true, except for the bad stuff. Everything is true because there is such a kind, good, smart brain. Hopping out to let you know, many people were asking for the past couple of months, I've been saying, get a YouTube account, make sure you have a YouTube account. They were asking why. Well, Janet Jackson's music videos are going to be remastered starting the end of September, beginning of October, doesn't really matter, is one of them. Now, the main thing is this, since September of 2022, since the beginning of this month, the RIAA, who does certifications in the United States, counts the official Janet Jackson videos on her official YouTube page for certification purposes. So that helps by you watching it on YouTube. The more people that watch it, the more it's going to get shared, the wider audience, so on and so forth. Ripping the video and song from YouTube to put it on your own personal Twitter page does not help anyone except for you to get more views on your page because Twitter to date does not have a license to play music. So when people upload those videos and distribute those that are officially available on our YouTube, you're just illegally spreading the videos and things like that and not not giving credit where credit is due and there's a discussion many fans say well they need to do more remastering they need to do these videos well if they put these videos out and you know within 10 minutes people are ripping them and putting them on separate pages the youtube page is not getting all of the 
love that it needs to show people, yes, yeah, see, this is the sort of thing we want. So just keep that in mind. And remember, no matter what you do, do something to promote the art, music, share the love, get new ears on things. That's why I never say, how did you not know about this song or that song? It doesn't help anyone. I love when people get to hear like some of my favorite Janet Jackson songs for the first time, like and on and on. Love that song. Love playing it for people, putting, you know, turning on my vinyl and then just playing and on and on and letting them hear it. So that's the big part about it. Don't make people feel bad if they don't know that the song existed. You're creating new fans, which is what every generation needs, new fans. So we have more with uh, the producer songwriters, people who've worked with Janet Jackson and Britney Spears and so many others coming up. And don't forget, go through my other episodes. I've interviewed Tommy Parker about his work with Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. That's a separate video or a separate episode. And his work on Unbreakable, the album, that's a separate episode and so many more. So Find it on your preferred streaming on Apple Music. If you go through Apple, you have Apple Music, you have Apple Podcast. If you go through Apple Podcast, play the original Doll James Rodriguez, you can scroll right through and see all the song titles and click on it and learn about that song. But I'm going to stop talking and be on the lookout for more content coming this week. My name is James Rodriguez Horton. This is the original Doll. And don't forget, hashtag Janet's Legacy Matters. See you on the flip side. Mm-hmm.